Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, first off, I just want to thank everybody um, who uh, has been, um, I, I call them email, sending me messages uh, in email and, and texts and or really tweets and, and uh, uh, what do they call them? DMs. Um, worried, you know, they see Florida and they think everybody in Florida is in trouble no no where everybody's fine our guests today are ground zero so let's uh i appreciate your thoughts and prayers and 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 well wishes let's shift that to the fine folks over on the uh the other side of the state from where i'm at uh where we're at in uh, the gulf side um yeah it's it's this is a big deal man and i'm not a native floridian so to me you know a strong gust of wind is like a hurricane. I don't know. I kind of paint. I'm getting better. I've been here 10 years now. I'm getting better at it. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, I was, I'm only at this point, ladies and gentlemen, slightly worried that if the hurricane goes too close to the Everglades, um, uh, alligators will be swept up in it and we'll have a, an alligator NATO uh, or alligator I, I, you know what's a dumb joke and it didn't work so anyway moving on let's start the show tonight how about that huh we've got uh two fantastic filmmakers on with us um mr ryan justice and ian uh who's one of the other uh executive producers ian i i didn't catch ian's last name uh but they have a new movie out and it's called the wild man and for those who don't know every area has their their their, their, their local cryptids so to speak, uh, Pacific Northwest, Bigfoot and whatnot. The Floridian version of that is the skunk ape and um, the wild man. That's kind of what we're talking. This That's kind of the big plot point of this film. Ryan, Ian, first off, Ian, last name. Longin. Longin. Okay. Yep. Got it. All right. Got it. Ryan, Ian, welcome to the show. What a cool film. Glad to be and, here. and first off, yeah, um, first off, at, at any point, um, you know, if palm trees start flying through the window, we're going to stop the show and get you guys to safety or whatever. I mean, geez, um, you're right there at Ground Zero, as I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm located right there in downtown St. Petersburg, right down the street from Tropicana Field mm-hmm. where the uh, Tampa Bay Rays play. And Ian is located a little bit uh, inward and towards Tampa. So yeah, I'm, I'm as of right now, as, as we're filming, it just we just got uh, alerted that it moved a little bit to the south, so it's going into more Sarasota. As of right now, knock on mm. wood that um, that it stays that way. Oh my gosh! I, yeah, there's, there's a lot. You know, you, you, whenever I hear the word Sarasota, I, I'm my day job is I'm a painter, for those who don't know. Um, it's what I do for a living. been doing that for a long time. 
take pictures of people and stuff. And uh, the big art museums up there, the uh, the Ringling, and uh, yes, uh, it is a yes. wrong building. Yes, that building's been there forever. Hopefully, knock on wood, all the art's okay. Um, I worry, I worry. Now, gentlemen, uh, you guys, are you guys from Florida? You guys grew up here? Born and raised. Yep. Born and raised in okay, Tampa. So, I gotcha, I gotcha. Ladies and gentlemen, the threat level of worry um, just went down. These guys, these Floridians don't worry about because they've been through it so many times. Um, and, you know, but they, I don't know. <laughs> I think you guys, Every year. on wood, we'll be okay. Yep. Uh, what I'm worried about is the wildman down there in the uh, the Everglades. What's he going to do? Hang on to a cypress tree, I guess, huh? He survived <laughs> hundreds of years and, and deforestations. <laughs> I think he can survive the hurricane again. He'll <laughs> be okay. He'll be okay. Yeah, he'll be good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's funny. Hey, this is a great movie. I love this movie. Um, and I don't want to give too much of it away. Uh, I watched this last week, and uh, it was just fantastic. Um, but I will say, I, th- this is a found foot, found film footage, uh, immersive film. Um, but it's it's really good. I like the plot and everything. There, there's some comedy thrown in there, and uh, it's just a cool film. And it's the only one, to my knowledge, that focuses on uh, the wild man, a.k.a. the skunk ape. Um, are there others, any skunk ape films out there that I'm not thinking about? There's been, there a, there's been a there's been a few. not on this level. There's been some other films that have made. One's called The Swamp Ape. There's been not really the skunk ape though. There hasn't ever been a skunk ape movie. And that's where Ian and I have been talking about making this movie since like 2014. And over the years, it's evolved into from comedy to something serious. And uh, we were shooting this movie exactly two years ago today. So we were in the oh midst my God, that's of, you know. COVID. The, yes. So we were able, during COVID, um, on our, in our downtime, we were, that's when we were able to, you know, write, um, email investors, producers, uh, and it just happened. This was the movie that a group of investors, executive producers wanted to make. And we put it together in about two, two and a half months. And mm. this is our movie. This is, this is what, you know, um, this was the project to make at the time. You know, we had a limited crew, uh, limited cast, and a whole lot of resources that just weren't being used at the time uh, because mm. of COVID happening. So, like, one of our, the guy who created our monster is Derek Garcia, who was not working at the time because he worked on Doom Patrol. And uh, <laughs> most recently, his brother, Eric Garcia, was uh, working with Stranger Things uh, and helped. He just won an Emmy uh, for helping create uh, Vecna uh, for wow. Stranger Things uh, season four. Yeah. So he, a lot of people, a lot of resources were available because of the pandemic going on. We had access to big facilities and just actors and just a lot of access because of the, the pandemic happening at the time. Amazing, amazing. Well, I will say this for my uh, my horror fans out there, my horror friends fans. Um, I, I'm not. I like. I'm a cinephile. I'm one. Of, I'm that guy you know that has the backyard theater, makes you watch films with subtitles. You know that that guy. <laughs> Jamie, what is this? This is a 
Well, in 1928, I'm that guy. Uh, Very annoying in my own right. That being said, I have horror movie friends who I feel are just, they're they're way out there, buddy, way out there. And, um, you know, the kind of guys that complain, you know, that guy's intestines didn't fly out right. How do you know? What, right. Are you kidding me? Um, you know, but they're into it, man. They are into it. And they always go on and on um, with creatures, with monsters. Of uh, Well, that's not practical. That's the big thing you always hear from these people. Uh, that needs yep. to be practical. Well, the creature in this film is practical, and it looks really good, man. Really good. Right. Um, it looks like it came out of the swamp. <laughs> you know? That was the Fantastic. goal. That was the goal. And what is it? He's, he's like six, seven, six, tw- seven foot two, something like that. He's huge. We, yeah, we, we, that's, so, uh, the actor playing inside that monster suit is about six, four. Then we oh, wow. gave him some lifts and we lifted his head. The head is a little bit taller. So he should be, he's, he's, uh, with everything on, he's about seven feet. Uh, we wanted to make him look oh. bigger. You know, I wish we, you know, I wish we could have gotten a, you know, you know, we had, a, you know, if we had a bigger budget, we could get somebody bigger, right? But in the end of the no, day, uh, no, we've been working with the, he's great. But with working with, with my, uh, the guy we get, we got was uh, the guy we've been working with for over ten years now, and he's not really an actor, uh, but I make him an actor mm-hmm. all the time. He actually is, uh, <laughs> he works in Grip and Electric, and he was the only guy I could count on we could count on to drive up to Atlanta and get suited up and get uh, fitted and put all the blue junk all over your face and get uh, your face casted, your hands are casted and like completely, Mm. he's the only one that can wear the suit. So then I had to make sure he's going to show up in two months and we actually shot the movie. So uh, Tim Bettinghouse um, is the guy inside the suit. He's the man within the wild man. And he he actually pops up a couple of times in the, uh, the movie too. As a, a town person. Nice. 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 So. Well, he's awesome. He's awesome. And I think you guys definitely, I would dare to say, now my wife, um, her and her sister, they, they don't do it so much anymore, but they used to do it a lot, are, are cosplayers. They go to all these conventions, yeah. you know, and, and make yeah. costumes and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a real drag at my house on, on convention day when all these women are in the house dressed up like super. My inner 12-year-old is like, you won the lottery, Jamie. Are you kidding me? Uh, this is happening. <laughs> this is really happening. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but I, I will dare say there are going to, going to be some people trying to be the wild because he's cool. He is just badass. I love the creature yeah, as well, the wild man. One, one of the things I told Derek, you know, we were going back and forth. I wanted Derek to have a, kind of a creative license on it. But Ian and I both agreed that uh, we wanted to do something different with the monster. Uh, we'd seen a lot of Bigfoot movies and found footage of Bigfoot movies and, and then a lot of Bigfoot um, looks and styles in, in recent media. I think they're not, they're not scary. They're not as scary. They look like something you want to have a beer with instead of run from. Right. And we wanted to make sure whatever we created and you saw it in the, the woods of Florida, you were going to run. And, you know, uh, Derek ran with that. And Derek, uh, you know, came up with the, the dread concept, kind of having the dread, that's kind of nappy hair, kind of from being in the swamp. Yeah, because that would happen. And then, yeah, so, and then, um, 
Yeah, we so obviously there was some like predator like mm-hmm. influences on that. So we loved it. We were like, this is completely different. You know, um, some of the Bigfoot Sasquatch enthusiasts have voiced some of their um, uh, critiques on the monster that, oh, the teeth wouldn't be like that or it doesn't look like this. <laughs> but we like to say, you know, this is this is our monster, right? This is our this is right. our kind of our take on it. You know, we wanted it to be scary. Absolutely, you know, it's it's weird. A, a couple years ago, gosh, it's been, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, I was in the Pacific Northwest, and um, I do not have, this is not a lead up to a Bigfoot story, folks. Um, but I will say, I've always been skeptical. Uh, I have a lot of paranormal stuff. I'm, I'm that guy, I guess, that's kind of like, well, I don't know, I'm evolving. Uh, you know, I don't know. But um, I was in the, the Pacific Northwest. I was riding a Greyhound bus. Uh, to an art thing I had to do in Seattle, uh, but had to ride the bus, folks. It's a post 9/11 world, and you can't fly with paint. If you if you have paint, you know jars of paint and stuff, they they won't let you on a plane with that. Um, so you you ride the old dirty the old dirty dog, and uh, so I was in the Pacific Northwest. I'm in that stretch between uh, Portland and Seattle, and as I said, I've always been kind of skeptical of the Bigfoot myth and cryptid. Um, until I was there, uh, you know, and I'm looking out the window, those big windows they have on the bus, and I'm looking at the uh, the overgrowth, the the forest, and it isn't a forest like you're thinking in your mind, you know, Harry Potter's going to traipse. This is like a jungle, you know. I mean, it is thick. And I realized, and I remember saying to myself in my head, I'm like, there absolutely could be something out there that no one's ever seen. I mean. Without a doubt, there could be. And I had that same experience upon moving to Florida the first time I went out through the Everglades um, with my, my girlfriend and my now wife. Um, and I'm like, you know, it's a whole different experience. You go on Alligator Alley, and the alligators are laying out in the sun along the freeway there. Um, yep. And it is desolate and lonely. <laughs> it is like there absolutely could be something out there. Um, very, very cool. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us www.jamierox.us Hey rockers, this is Stacy Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band. Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. 
glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Now, Ian, how did you how did you get involved? You and Ryan know each other, knew each other, grew up together? What's yeah, the we, there? yeah, we've known each other. We've known each other for a long time, over 12 years. And uh, we produced our, our first feature film back in uh, 2016, called followers um and so we we've always collaborated and you know we started kind of kicking around this idea before followers um and it just happened to be like you said kind of the the perfect storm if you will you know it just was the right movie to make at the right time and um it was kind of funny because i had uh before we started making this uh film i was working on a, a um a set with kevin smith and uh, when we wrapped set, he was uh, being interviewed by uh, Tony Armour, who's the um, the film commissioner in St. Pete Clearwater. And Kevin Smith brought up, he's like, oh, man, I would really love to do a skunk ape movie in Florida. Mm. And, and we had already been Better talking get on about it. it for years. Yeah, so that was right. the moment, like I called Ryan, and I was like, hey, Kevin Smith wants to make a, you know, a skunk ape movie here. I think that's like our our green light. Like w- this is the idea. We yes, should, we should really push. So yeah, uh, yeah, we got everything together and and just ran with it. It was it was a blast to make, and I mean, we shot it in two weeks. You know, and and it was it was cool because of the timing and being able to have access, like Ryan said, to so many places and you know a lot of people were not working at the time so we you know were able to bring in cast and crew you know that I, had the availability and it was just kind of a really cool experience and, and a lot of cast and crew weren't working so we were actually able to employ you know 20 something people for a few weeks yeah. and get them paid and get them on a set um yeah so that was yeah that was a pretty cool part of it too um yeah so we yeah. Uh, 
Speaking we, of we had a lot the of cool casting, going. the the actors in this knocked it out of the park. I loved them. Did you guys you know were these people you you kind of knew from the biz, or did you go through a casting agency agency and have auditions or? Uh, people sent in video. How did this process follow? How do you find these folks? Because so, they're fantastic. So they, yes, they are. Um, they So a couple different actors uh, we'd already been working with for years. So one of our mm-hmm. co-writers, um, Sean Michael Gloria, who plays the character X, um, he, we've been working together literally since 2009. You know, and he actually, right after we wrapped this movie, he got his big break on Black Mafia Family, did eight episodes on 50 Cent TV shows um, on Stars. So you can actually find him in nice. that show, uh, playing a completely different character. Um, uh, Dale, David McMahon played Dale. I've been working with him for about six years. Uh, he's an actor out of the, out of Florida also. We, and when we were coming up with this concept for this movie, we're like, it has to be David McMahon. He has to play Dale, our skunk cave tracker. And uh, then our lead actress, uh, we were we were casting a pretty wide net. And when I was on some of the casting websites, I found Lauren on uh, Backstage.com, and I, lo- I saw that she was local. She lived like 30 minutes from us. And wow. I started on our website, and I was like, oh my god, we got to get her the you know got to get her the uh, the sides to do an audition. And for the first week and a half, two weeks, she didn't respond. And I had to track her down on Facebook mm. or the whole thing. She she admits, like, oh, no, no, I was going to do it. I'm like, no. I, I hounded her to make sure she's in the audition because we were getting in. We got in about 30 or 40 auditions for the lead. But I kept, I told Ian wow. right away, I'm like, if this girl just auditions, I think I'm going to give her the dang part. And finally she auditioned. Right. Like, That's it. And then we cast around her uh, Julian, who plays uh, the boyfriend, who's actually in, like, a nationwide Moderna commercial right now. He uh, nice. He's actually from Atlanta. And um, and then uh, Mike, who plays Tim, the goofy cameraman, he actually lived locally here in Tampa also. So it was a lot of local actors that we were able to utilize. Uh, and then obviously Michael Perret uh, flew in from L.A. I had worked with him earlier in the year before COVID hit on another film I was the assistant director on and uh, befriended mm. him there. And it happened that he was a Bigfoot fan. He's a Bigfoot fanatic. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you know, he actually helped, you know, on some of the dialogue and some of the script. You know, he's like, oh, you know, this would this this would be great. This is how they hunt it. He had a lot of insight. Oh, so okay. was great too. So the the ensemble putting together the ensemble was was pretty fun. I mean, getting everybody together and seeing them all work together because the movie was scripted, but a lot of improvisation. So um, to make it very real, trying to make it feel real. So letting the actors, you know. Uh, rip and flow is, is, is great. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's awesome. And it's awesome. You and Ian had a previous uh, working relationship, you know, your friends, um, you oh, know, yeah. uh, Ian knows he's not going to get punched in the face when he says, eh, we're going a little bit much here. Uh, you need to reel it in well, a little bit. Um, <laughs> so you, you know. watched the movie. So you watched the uh, movie, Jim, and, Jamie. And so just to realize Ian was actually the cameraman. And like ninety nine percent of the time, so he's the one actually running around with the camera the whole time. Nice, nice. Yeah, very, very yes. cool. I, uh, I really enjoyed this. You know, I, I do know some people that that kind of, you know, they wag their finger a little bit at film footage films, and every time they do, I say, yeah, that paranormal, paranormal activity sucks, huh? 
Cloverfield, just a, what a what a piece of garbage that one. And they're like, okay, never mind. I'll be quiet now. Yeah, um, right. Because it's not so, always bad. It's not always bad. Uh, right. You know. Ian and I have always had, we always had a thing for found footage films. Cloverfield and um, even the uh, Hell House, who we actually both like Hell House, and that's why we we were really a fan. We were actually excited that Terror Films was distributing our film because we knew uh, they had distributed Hell House. Uh, and when we, right. our first film, Followers, is a found footage film, and you, it's available on Tubi. Um, it, it released four years ago in, in Walmart, and it had like a Sin City theatrical release. But what we wanted nice. to do with that found footage movie, it's kind of unique, is it, we, we wanted to make – we made it nonlinear. And mm. um, it never yeah, really – anybody ever played around with that. Um, and then with this, going into it, we are like, how do we make a found footage movie – uh, that we can control the pacing of and we can control, we can add music and we can do all these fun things with and not have to like just, you know, where we're other found footage movies fail. And then like, we wanted to break rules. So we break a lot of the found right. footage rules. And, but at the end of the day, if the movie is fun and people are on board with us, they're going to forgive things. Um, and I, we, we wanted to make a fun movie and a lot, you know, that's kind of what I, we hope that we we made. No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you guys added some uh, some uh, I, I guess, trail cam footage in there. I guess it would be. I thought that was brilliant. Um, you know, very very cool film. I uh, now it drops digitally. People can watch this. Uh, I believe it's Friday, right? Terror films and um, yeah. Uh, so I can't think of their name. Come, uh, come. The horror guys. On YouTube, Terrifone, uh, yes, yeah, Terrifone uh, is doing a thing, and um, it's uh, very, very cool, and uh, and people can watch it. And then you guys, you said, are making. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the uh, the show. You guys are getting together um, uh, Blu-rays and stuff of this, right? That'll be available yeah, in a couple so, of weeks. Yeah. So if you visit skunkapeisreal.com, dot com, we'll be having the we'll have a Blu-ray and a DVD option uh, to purchase from our website, and we're we should be able to put it up on Amazon eventually too. Um, that'll come with a DVD commentary and um, and some behind-the-scenes videos. So that's for the nice. the, the avid uh, Bigfoot fans, the avid horror fans. They like their physical stuff, and we wanted to make sure we created something physical for somebody to have. Um, and then. The digital platforms are going to be the normal Amazon, Google Play, Apple, Vudu, uh, Microsoft, and Roku will be offering a rent and buy option for the next month. And then what you're talking about, I think you were um, at the end of the month, there's going to be a Q&A screening on Terra Films' um, YouTube channel. That'll be at the, nice. end, of the mo- end of December. So, yep. And, really and for any, cool. Yep. And for any listeners in the Tampa Bay area, we will be showing this film on uh, in on ten six on October sixth in Tampa at seven p.m. Uh, locally by near USF. So that's where we're doing one last theatrical screening. Uh, because of the hurricane, we had to postpone it a week, but yeah, it will be uh, one last theatrical. That's the way to do it, folks. If you're in the area, and by in the area, I mean within you know um, eight hours of drive time. Um, Get down there because you can see this on the big screen, man. You can see on the big screen. Tickets are ten bucks. That is cheap. Yeah. That is cheap. You can't go to the movies for ten bucks. Are you kidding me? 
Um, or you can next Thursday. How about that? Not this Thursday, but Thursday following. Uh, very, very cool, gentlemen. Very cool. Now, this, uh, and again, that website, we have links up. Hey, and just so you know, if you're listening to this after we convert it to a podcast and you're listening to it on Pandora or Spotify or wherever, those links stay active. Just click on the link. It'll get you right over there to www.skunkapeisreal.com. And pick up, get your tickets now because they'll probably sell out, you know. Um, and, it's, you know, here's the thing, folks. Whenever you see a band or a film or something like that, and they're, they're doing, uh, you know, you can get your tickets. Or always try to do that because it helps everybody out, man. Um, you know, when Ryan and Ian walk into the theater there, they can hold their head up high be, and, and not get a bunch of questions, not get the stink eye, not get the skunk eye from, uh, <laughs> you know, the theater because it's sold out already. <laughs> you know, everybody's pleased. <laughs> Makes life a lot easier for folks. And, uh and bands, it's the same way, you know. Try to help out where you can. And I got to tell you guys, thank you, number one, for making cool content. I think we all learned during this pandemic, while well, you guys were busy editing this and, um, you know, talking to investors and reassuring people and, and doing all that, the rest of us that were out here stuck in our houses and, you know, independent film got us through. Content created by gentlemen like you got us through this pandemic. And, um, you know, with with our minds pretty much intact, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) It was better than watching the news. That's all I'm saying. Um, Very, very good. Uh, I have a a renewed appreciation for independent filmmakers is all I'm saying through the pandemic. That's good. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www. Dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic-grade essential oils. 
Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Yeah, yep. it, you know, it's uh, it's just such a cool film. I, I really, really like this. Everybody, you definitely want to see this. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's made here in Florida. I, I think that's cool. Or in the South, I should say. I know you guys did a lot of your, uh, a lot of work uh, on this in um, Atlanta, but the primarily shot in Florida, right? Uh, all, all, all filmed in the Tampa Bay area. 100% Tampa Bay area. So we got the film in... Um, nice. Yeah, it's all Tampa, Pinellas County, Hillsborough County. Um, yeah, surrounding areas of Tampa, the whole Tampa. Yeah, we had the help of our local film commission. And, um, yeah, it was really a Tampa film. That's awesome. That is so cool. And I, I love hearing it. Let me ask you, from a filmmaking point of view, because I don't know. Uh, I grew up in Detroit. Um, and I know Detroit was was really good for encouraging filmmaking there for a time, and then there was uh, you know a change in state government and whatnot, and they got they did away with right. a bunch of these tax breaks and stuff. How is the the environment of filming in Florida? Is it pretty favorable for filmmakers, or is it a battle? A little bit. It's it's Are great. It's great, and I'll keep. It, it's a hurdle, and it's great. And I'll keep it short so Ian can chime in on this too. But what's what's great about our area, the Tampa Bay area and the Pinellas area, where Clearwater St. Pete is, 
We have really great film commissioners here. And everything, mm. our incentives are run through the tourism. So right now, they've had like 13 films between Hallmark, Lifetime, Lionsgate uh, just this year. And they're filming another movie really? right now, right outside, actually where we filmed a lot of Wildman in Plant City um, with McKenna Grace from Ghostbuster, the new Ghostbusters film, and DeCray Montgomery from Stranger Things. They're shooting in Plant City right now. So our local wow. film commissioners are really great. Now, we don't have a big film commission for the state, but locally, mm. the incentives are helping bring a lot of films in and then helping us out because we even got, um, a, you know, we got a nice piece of the film incentive to help, help us out. So, we, you know, we were able to use some of the money that we got back from our city um, to help amp up our ending of our movie. So we have a really cool community here. Um, a lot of people have gone, you know, a lot of actors have kind of like fled to Atlanta, but it's close enough to bring them back to act in a movie. Uh, but we have a nice community right now. And like I've always told people, if you can survive here instead of moving out to L.A., and you can make a movie here. And like we made a movie here in Tampa, and it's releasing all over the United States, you know. And we made it right here in Tampa. Why do we have to move out to L.A. to do certain things? We can, where we can make a movie right here and do what we need, to, you know, we want to do and, you know, be where we want to be. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah we, we have you know such good crew in this area too and it's like a really tight knit community you know i mean every film position you can think of you can you know find in this area and everybody's you know just hungry to work and you know excited to be there and then the like like Ryan was saying our film commissioners were really are like enthusiastic and and very helpful in the creation of this movie, you know, and just helping us secure locations that we couldn't have gotten on our own and just, you know, helping us get the permits we need to. I mean, pretty much anything we needed to get done, they were there to help. So I would encourage, you know, anybody that's looking to make a film, um, you know, consider the, you know, the Tampa Bay area because it's, you know, it's we have a lot of really cool locations and a lot of really great looks, and you know you can crew it, and I mean anything you can do anywhere else, you know, can be done here. So why not do it here? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm talking to a friend of mine who's a, a filmmaker in LA, and he was telling me about a fun adventure he had filming out there. He said, you know, he goes, we're trying to get this shot. Um, we're on the location. It's an exterior of the house. It's where the action's happening, and um, down the street is a guy mowing the grass, and uh, yep. he just he, he said he must have mowed the same patch grass thirty five times or something because it just was taking forever. We were trying to wait on him, and finally he goes, "I went down there and gave the guy fifty dollars um, to take That's a break." What he thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, and that was the whole yeah, scam. You know, that was the whole deal. Oh, he goes, "I love filming other places because they don't know they're not they don't have that mindset." You know, they're excited when somebody's filming just because they're filming, you know. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes that, none of that, 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 that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I, I Ian has a story. Uh, he was just on a project in the fall where somebody decided to – was it – what was he doing? He was grinding metal, Ian? Mm, yeah. Just wouldn't, the guy, would, the guy decided to grind metal. And we, you know, we asked him and he was like, nope, I'm going to keep doing it, you know. But for the most part, yeah, we don't, we don't quite have that, you know, going on in, in this yeah, area. What a jerk. People are really excited, you what know. What a jerk. I mean, I'm plant, just plant, saying, plant, plant, and, yeah. 
Plant City was amazing. That guy wakes up every Plant day. City was amazing. And has to walk around right. being a creep. You know? Oh, man, I'm glad I'm not him. What were you saying? One more, one more thing about, like, so you were talking about how the actors and stuff like that were really great. What was great about how welcoming, like, Plant City was, that opening scene where we have, uh, they're interviewing all the locals. We had a few actors in mm-hmm. there, but actually those were actually local Plant City people living and we actually asked if they wanted to be in the movie and, like, be interviewed as if they were in the movie. Yeah. And they were improvising about the skunk ape. And so we have a mixture of town people with actors in that opening scene. So it kind of – people were actually like, are those real actors? Are those I can't tell. Are these actors really that good that they, they, they seem like town people? I know they're actually really town people. So it was kind of – that was a fun thing that Plant City really was able to – you know, we were able to engulf ourselves in the little small town and – um incorporate some of the people in, into the movie. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I know down in my neck of the woods, Fort Lauderdale is trying to, it was just on the news, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. They're trying to revamp their, uh, their film. Uh, doing yeah. a big film thing. You know, we're trying to encourage filmmaking here. But one of the things I, and I'm not in this business and maybe I'm just ignorant to it. You know, I, I don't know, you know, I just guy watching the news, but one of their prerequisites was, well, the film has to have a budget of at least, I think it was like 475000 I'm like, well, that takes care, knocks out every independent filmmaker I know. Um, right. They're not playing with that kind of money, you know. Um, you guys need to bring that down to about one twenty five, maybe, um, or less, uh, you know, and, and right. help them out. So I don't know. I think that down here, at least, there's a little bit of a disconnect um, I'm glad it doesn't surprise me. St. Pete, for those who don't know, who are listening, you know, far afield from us, St. Pete is one of those. It's almost like you know when you think of Texas, and uh, somebody mentions Austin. Uh, St. Pete's like that. Yeah. It's kind of artsy. It's it's yeah. wicked cool, and that's where the cool people live. It's very true. Everybody thinks Miami. No, well, Miami's where the smooth people live. <laughs> you know, the things <laughs> who try to act like they're cool. You know. Yeah, I rented a Ferrari for yep. this Going clubbing, you know. That's yep. Miami. Um, St. Pete. And then for those is, of that don't you know, know, St. Pete, St. Pete is where they filmed Magic Mike, Spring Breakers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it, you know, put, put put a couple of those on the map. Um, that's yeah, what we very did those cool. And, you know, you drive through St. Pete, and you know, they got all those cool houses, and it's just real artsy and colorful. It's it's cool. It's a cool place to be. If I were going to live on the Gulf side, when I first moved to Florida, I moved to Fort Myers. I didn't know any better. Um, I was visiting a friend, and um, I'd never been to Florida before. And uh, and it was nice. It was nice. Lots of places to eat. Um, you know, uh, weirdest place every time. First time I ever went to a nightclub that was inside a strip mall. I, ne- I was a big clubber out on the uh, West Coast and all over places never had that experience uh but it was uh it was very cool and then i went to st pete and i was like oh my gosh i'm in love this is fantastic i got to be down here because of work and whatnot and uh and the the in-laws you know we live three blocks from our in-laws so you know for those who are married you'll know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) gotta keep the wife happy um you know yeah, her parents live three blocks one direction, and her sister lives a few blocks the other direction. So, you know, that's, that's how it is. Makes holidays. Uh, and, uh, yeah, well, it's, 
it's <laughs> great because everybody's like, uh, you know, they're like, we have this giant backyard, and everybody's always like, when are you guys going to put in a pool? You know, typical Florida stuff. I'm like, yeah, my, my in-laws, my, my uh, father-in-law and mother-in-law have a really nice pool, and they're three blocks that direction. I don't have to clean it. I don't have to pay for it. Anybody wants to go swimming, walk on down the street, <laughs> you know. Um, and the beach is another little walk past that. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, very, very yep. cool. Well, gentlemen, I wanted to ask you, first off, this, uh, you know, what is this, two and a half years in the, in the making, you'd say? I don't mean from conception. Yep. I mean from we're doing this. We're, we're actually doing it. It's about two years. Yeah. That's not bad for making a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, our first movie was like the same way. Our first movie was from filming it to releasing it in the United States. It was about two years. So uh, we're kind of figuring out that it's kind of the, that's the that's the runway of most independent films. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a long haul. So that's why, you know, I, when I, you know, I talk to other indie filmmakers, young guys, I'm like, I'm like, you know, find yourself a partner that you can work with because it's a marriage. And Ian and I will we, we work together. We not only do like film stuff together, we do like corporate video stuff and we work together. So it's like you gotta find somebody you're willing to hang out with and talk to for an extended amount of time for years. Not it's not like forever. a short film where you shoot a movie in a weekend. Yeah, forever. Yeah. So you don't it's not like a short film where you shoot over a weekend and it's done by the end of the month. And then you move on. You don't have to talk to that guy again. Like it's, you know, me and Ian right here, two years later, we're marketing and promoting the movie together. So it's a long runway. That's why I I tell people short films is like dating. It helps you kind of find out who you want to make um, a future with. So that's what Ian and I have been, (laughs) you know, making stuff together for over 10 years now. So. Well, it's great. You know, I've never made a movie, but first off, my, your real marriages or partnerships or whatever, um, r- romantic ones, I'm saying. Um, first yeah. off, my hat goes off to you because if I were to set my wife down, I love her dearly and she loves me dearly. But honestly, if I were to say, okay, dear, uh, you know, yeah, this project I'm doing for the next two years, that's what it's going to be. Um, I don't think I could sell that, honestly. She'd be like, sorry, Picasso, uh, you know, <laughs> we need a new washer. <laughs> Uh, you have no idea how many times things like that happen. Matter of fact, in my world, that's how I think of things now. Something happens, our TV, our, our big TV in the living room just went out today. My first thought was, well, that's three paintings um, to replace, you know, yeah. to get a bigger one. Um, I think yeah. of everything in paintings now. That's my currency. But um, I don't know if I could sell that. And you guys sold that, you know, to your partners, uh, which is fantastic. And the other thing, it's been a long time. It's a long, long time. Many, many years ago, I lived was living out in Southern California, and one of my side hustles was I would buy old mobile homes, had a crew of guys and gals that uh, fixed them up real nice, and we'd sell them to folks on payments, you know, resell them, flip them, and did that a lot of time. Did that a lot of time, and uh, made great money at it. And I remember taking on a partner, this guy I kind of knew. Um, but he had a lot of money. He was a computer guy. He was a, he was a grown-up nerd, um, and not the cool kind of nerd, but just very smart. And he had a lot of money he needed to, he wanted to invest in some stuff. So I, I brought him on as partner on some of these deals, 
we did not get along. It was like oil and water. He was horrible to work with. Uh, I remember the first day on site, he ran off my crew, telling them how to do their job. They all left. I had to mend some fences. It was horrible. And what Ryan's saying, anybody out there, I don't care what kind of business you're in, find people you can work with (laughs) because your blood pressure will thank you. Uh, Life's too short for otherwise, you know. Sounds like you guys are kicking ass together, though. You know, you're making films. You made this film. This film's awesome. That's very cool. I'm going to check out the followers. What we do. Yeah, you can find uh, 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 Tubi. Tubi? Yeah, it's on Tubi. Nice. I like Tubi. Tubi's a cool, it's a brilliant, Tubi's one of those ideas I wish I would have had. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's, it's, it, right, currently it's huge for independent filmmakers because, yeah. um, because right now you can send a link to somebody to watch your film for free-ish with commercials. They don't have to sign in. They don't have to have a subscription right. to the a thing. They can just watch it right there on their computer or their um, phone. So that's what's great about Tubi right now. And oh, that's why that's why Fox. I think Fox bought them out uh, a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah, they well, they're smart. COVID. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I have a lot of friends who are uh, in the stand-up world, comedians, and yeah. you know the, yeah. the big dream. Netflix to a stand-up comedian is, is like a kid in a garage band trying to get a record deal. You know, that's the dream. Yep. Oh, if I get a Netflix, you know, have a special. And they're all going to Tubi now. They're not at the Netflix level. And, you know, there's too many gatekeepers and, and too many poems out uh, for that. So they all go to Tubi, and they love it for what, exactly what you're they? Like. Yeah, that's a, yeah they, I mean, that's how it is with indie filmmaking right now. Because Netflix, everybody will ask us. Oh, it's going to be on Netflix? I'm like, no, our film's not going to be on Netflix. Um, right. They're like, why? Like, it's our fault. <laughs> or like, well, no, we wish it <laughs> doesn't work like that. Um, you know, it just, it, it, there is a lot of gatekeepers. There's a lot of other uh, things. Um, and then, uh, what's it, that's it, it's Tubi, the Amazon. Those things are really great for um, filmmakers like us, for, you know, movies like ours. So that's why it's, it just works, it really works a lot better for it. Well, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it's, that, that's exactly, uh, you know, I get the, I, I get similar people, you know, that don't understand the business, even with the podcast here, they're, they're like, well, how come, you know, you're not interviewing, you know, Tom Cruise and whatnot, and I'm like, well, you know, I, we focus on independent film because, uh, you know, first off, that's what I like, you know, and secondly, I don't do movie re- reviews, you know, I really don't. I, I talk to people who make movies or been in movies and stuff or bands and what. It's an entertainment show, you know. Um, that's what we do. I will review this movie and say, you know, here, folks, you want it. Nine out of ten stars. Um, <laughs> it was very, very good. Two thumbs up. How about that? Uh, you. Who's your favorite, who's your favorite character? You were like, well, you know, I got to say, well, you know, she's, she's not bad on the eyes. Um uh, you know, uh, Sarah, uh, Lauren is, is great. Everybody's good in this. Everybody's good in this. But um, I like uh, Dale. Dale <laughs> is awesome in this, you know. He's funny. He's funny. Um, I, I liked it all. I liked it all. And, of course, Michael Perret, you know, I mean, come on. Um, he is, he's, 
he's he's movie gold right now. He's been in so many things. Um, I did not yep. know he was a Bigfoot fan. I have more respect for yep, him. Big, now. Yeah, big, big, big Bigfoot fan. That's fantastic. That is cool. See, you never know. You never know. It, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I was visiting a friend a, a few years ago in Cincinnati, Ohio. Believe that or not. Yeah, I went to Cincinnati because that's where the party is. No, um, no, I, like I said, I went to visit a friend, and they were telling me they have a version of Bigfoot there called the Grass Man, and apparently he lives in fields and makes big nests. They were saying, "I'm like, oh, okay." Huh. <laughs> Never heard of that one. Yeah, I had neither. <laughs> I had neither, and it was funny because this this was years ago. I was still smoking. Um, I hadn't converted to vaping yet. And, um, you know, uh, I had to go outside to have a, uh, on the patio to have a cigarette. And so I was out there, and I remember it was really cold, and I heard this weird howling. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the grass, because they were just talking about it the night before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a guy grinding metal. I don't know. But I finished up quickly and went back inside, because um, you just never know. You never know. This is cool, gentlemen. And let me ask, I know you Hollywood types. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, with an impending hurricane and everything. No, in, in all seriousness, I know sometimes with uh, in your business, uh, when you're working on projects, you can't mention things until T's are crossed and I's are dotted. Is there anything in the pipeline once we get past the release of The Wild Man uh, that you can tell us about? Because I want to see more of your work. Well, um, a couple of things that we are working on. Actually, one thing that we, we, we really we wouldn't want to do since we made this one would be a Wild Man prequel. And nice. it would be a, about the first encounter with the Wild Man in uh, Central Florida in 1883. So we're working on a uh, Western prequel called, as of right now, Wild Man 1883. And, we, and in, addition, yeah, in addition to that, we have another script that we've been uh, working on. Um, it's a vampire script called Bright Lights, Dark Shadows. We did a short film about four years ago with Patrick Wilson's older brother, Paul. And uh, we've been shopping that script around for a couple of years now. And we're trying to, we're trying to develop that here. Um, it's, it's a, I'm a big fan of the 80s. Obviously, I've got Michael Prey in my film. I love the 80s. And it's, it's, a, it's a project that's it's it's a big uh, love letter to Tony Scott and uh, Joel Schumacher's Lost Boys. Nice. nice. So. <laughs> well, that, people will love that. Um, I know I'm excited yep. about both of those projects. Whatever I can do to help, gentlemen. You know, it's cool. You mentioned short film. It is such a proof. Making a short film also is such a great way for proof of concept. You know what I mean? You, you're like, uh, when you're sitting down with people with checkbooks, it's like, well, here's what we did, you know. In addition right. to having great films like The Wild Man, you know, um, <laughs> ability and intent, that's what those investors, Ian will tell you, you're always looking about, at, you know. Oh, do yeah. these guys yep. have the uh, the ability to do what they're saying, and, and do they have the track record of getting the shit done? You guys do on yep. both of those. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe some big investors listening to this podcast and they're like, you know, I do have three million dollars. I need to put to work somewhere. Uh, well, hey, call up the end. Put it to work. Yeah, the the year the year is coming to a close. 
Got to put that money somewhere before uh, Uncle Sam comes comes collecting. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. That's cool. This is cool. You guys are doing the – let me ask you – you know, I should have asked this at the beginning of the episode, but I don't know. We just got to start talking and everything. Um, When you guys were youngsters, when you were young, like young guys and whatnot, did you know that film, this is what you'd be doing? I mean, it's the coolest job in the world you guys got. Yeah, you know when I was, I, I, you know, one of the earliest memories of what, you know, I, I, w- I remember seeing Tombstone when I was six years old with my dad, and uh, Star Wars uh-huh. when I was eight years old was a big influence on me as a kid. I always loved movies, but I never knew, you know, Ian and I both played baseball, and you know when you're playing baseball all the way up, you, your dreams are like, oh, I'm gonna play baseball, and movies never seemed like a real thing. It wasn't until I got to college and right out of high school I was like, oh. I can edit videos. I can make mo- people can make short films, and then YouTube blew up. You know, and you know, where when we were graduating high school, so it was like, oh, this is kind of a real thing. So, and it, 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 no, it's always taking some convince. You know, so and go on. Yeah, Ian, no, no, that's that's definitely how it was. Yeah, growing up, it was. You know, we both loved, you know, cinema and just all the all the big movies that he was uh mentioning it but yeah it wasn't until college and that's where we met was in college and yeah you know we did we did some short films together and then you know we kind of went straight and did our first feature and uh that was I, i think that was more the awakening is when we did the first feature and we sold it like right away and then we were like oh wow this can be this can be a thing you know Yep. You were ruined. You were ruined. Yeah. You were ruined. You were, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I remember, man, this was so long ago, before art school, me and my friends, we were all, at this particular time, for some reason, I guess none of us could afford apartments, so we all rented uh, rooms from, like, usually old ladies or something. You know, somebody had a spare room they were renting out. That's what we would rent. And um, But the problem was is we all couldn't hang out at somebody's place because, we just had a room, you know what I mean? Um, so we used to hang out at Denny's, me and all those crazy people I knew. And uh, the local Denny's sit in there all night. Yeah, we were there so much, they would take uh, phone calls. We could get phone messages. This is before cell phones, you know. Um, go in and the waitress would give you your messages um, at the Denny's. But I was sitting there one day and I was, I was sketching something, you know, doing my thing. And some guy came up. And paid me a hundred dollars cash for this sketch, and that was my ruination <laughs> moment. It was like, oh, I can make money doing this. <laughs> wow, that's exactly that's exactly it. Oh yeah. man, no, that didn't look back after that. It's uh, well, that's cool. That's you guys cool. that moment, and here you are. Here you are. You can turn on the TV and see what you did playing back to you. You know. Yep. Ian, you're you're watching the yeah, film. You're I like, always, I filmed this. How cool yep. is that? Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting, you know, getting this one out there because it's. Uh, I, I feel like we took a a big leap forward from our last feature, you know, just production value and, you know, just everything. I think we we took a giant step forward, so we're excited to see, you know, everybody get a chance to watch it and get you know some feedback as we move into the next project. That's oh, awesome. Folks, we also, in addition uh, to the website, the skunk, skunkapeisreal.com, 
We also have links to the Instagram page and the Facebook page. Like and share these pages. Um, help get the word out, man. Do what you can to help. Uh, independent films, very important, very important uh, to us as a, a culture and a society. And uh, and the boys can get out there and make another one, man. I want to see that. Yeah. I'm telling you, Ryan, I'm telling you, um, I'm Native American, uh, and all of my Native American. It's so funny. My father tells stories uh, when he was young. That movie, I don't know if you guys ever saw it, Billy Jack. Uh, was this Indian? Oh, yeah, yeah, from Vietnam. Yeah, yep. They they actually have them all on Roku right now. Yeah, exactly. And all all of my Indian relatives, all of my Native American relatives would watch that over and over. Now we're seeing it happen with Prey. Um, I might have watched Prey, I don't know, 65 times. You know. It's um, it's great. We we like it a lot. Uh, I'm just saying. If you make a skunk ape film that's set in a, in a Western motel, oh, baby, <laughs> we're going to love it. you got a built-in audience right yeah. there, man. Yeah. Every Seminole I know is going to be watching that. Um, very, yeah. very cool. Very cool. I can't wait. Uh, we got to make this happen. Got to make it happen. Whatever I can do to help. Uh, very cool. Right. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to let you get back to the horrors of uh, reality right now. Um, tie yourself to a tree. Do what you got to do. I hope everybody in your tribe's okay and hatches are battened down and everything. You guys think you'll have to evacuate? No, no we're, we're all we're all stuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in I'm in a I perfect little area uh, in St. Pete. Um, and a lot of people around us uh, were supposed to evacuate, but um, yeah, so far so good. I I got gotcha. you. We. A couple of years ago, we were supposed to do the same thing down here. I forget the name of the one, but um, you don't get too many animals and stuff. It, a matter of fact, and then all of our neighbors evacuated, and they brought all their animals over here. I felt like Noah. Um, <laughs> we were all fine, though. <laughs> I like these concrete brick houses. You know, even our shingles are made out of concrete. It's, uh, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason. There you go. Oh, gentlemen. Well, I'm going to keep uh, keep you guys on my thoughts and everything and, um, you know, just keep updating your pages. Make, let us know you're okay and everything, you know. Um, All right. Very, very cool. Hey, and everybody, get over to Tampa next, uh, not this Thursday, but next Thursday and see uh, the wild man on the big screen. How cool. It's a good opportunity. You're not going to find that again, you know. It's very, very cool. Yeah, but should be a good, good little show. Yep, and it should be a lot drier next week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, gentlemen, I'll let you get to it. I know you're both very busy men. Um, I appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your schedules, you know, in the midst of a giant, cat- what is it, Category 3 now? Um, it's going to be a Category four, 3, moving to a 4. Yep. Yeah, oh, oh, man. Well, I'll let you get back to it. And um, this uh, episode, folks, we're going to convert to a podcast. You know the drill. We uh, push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. That will be dropping in about an hour or so. Um, enjoy it. And remember, those links stay active. Remember, the world's a weird, still a weird place. Uh, you know, COVID may be behind us a little bit in a lot of people's thinking. But still, if you go to Taco Bell and it takes them a little bit of time to get your taco to you, don't yell at them. Don't freak out. You're going to get your taco. Just relax, man. Uh, be cool. How about that? How about that? Could be worse. 
could be in St. Pete with Vanilla you know, Elvis. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> keep the keep everybody in your in your prayers, everybody. Very cool, gentlemen. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you. Thank you so much. And that's it, folks. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. No, we won't see you tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you Thursday. I'm sure we will. So uh, tune in then. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.